Welcome to the Authentic Love Podcast, where we address your questions about relationships in the church. So settle in and get ready for an open discussion based off of true experiences. It's going to be real. It's going to be raw. It's going to be redemptive. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Authentic Love. We're really excited. We have Josh Cataluga here with us today. How's it going, everybody? Um, this is actually Josh's second time in the studio. We recorded with him earlier in the summer, um, but had some sound issues. So we we're really excited that he agreed to come back and share his wisdom with us. Thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, before we dive into today's topic, Josh, why don't you just uh, give us a little bit about yourself uh, for those who may not know you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, like Hannah said, my name is Josh Catalula. I've been going to Harvest for about four years now. I'm a part of the the youth leaders team. I help out on Sunday mornings uh, with the sound broadcast and uh, and then kind of co-lead a life group with Jamie and her husband Josh. So yeah, uh, I work out at Evraz at the steel mill in Regina as an electrical technologist. I've been there for four years also and uh, yeah, I just got plugged into uh, this uh, leader ministry program at Harvest. Well, it's part of LifeLink, so that's exciting too. And yeah, that's what's going on in my life. Super connected. <laughs> yeah, <sure>. connected, yeah. <laughs> um, that's great. So today we're going to be talking about <coughs> love languages. Um, I'm really excited about that. Um, so before we dive into like what we want to talk about, maybe you should just talk about what love languages actually is for anyone who hasn't doesn't know what that is or may not know what theirs are. Um, so Jamie, do you want to take that away? Yeah, for sure. Hi guys. Um, thank you for coming and for listening to us today. Yeah. So love languages essentially is, um, five criterias of how, um, we all communicate, um, as to how we all feel loved, like how we ourselves, um, uh, interpret love and how we receive it from others. Um, so there are five love languages do you have a little definition for me too or just what they are i got like a little snip i was doing some homework this morning yes you want me to go over them yeah Yeah, okay okay yeah so first one um i feel like this one is pretty common especially among females but anyways (laughs) quality time um and then there's a little snippet here it just says quality time is giving someone your undivided attention doesn't mean sitting on the couch watching tv it means looking at each other and talking. Uh, next is physical touch, which is pretty self-explanatory, but it doesn't always have to be, um, you know, sexual. It can just be touching or just the odd, you know. Hugs. Hugs, yeah, held in hands. Something really small, just letting them know you're there. Um, next, we can go to words of affirmation, uh, which entails verbal communication that is encouraging, affirmative, active, and appreciative. Um, we could also express words of affirmation through spoken and written messages and acts of service, doing helpful, thoughtful deeds. Um, yeah, that's pretty explanatory, I think. And then the last one is gifts. So, yeah, you know, Lauren Greenway's receiving, uh, receiving yeah. gifts, yeah. big or small, just something, I think, um, where, pe- where you know that someone is thinking of you um, mm-hmm. during your day. Yep, so those are the five. Those are, yeah, those are the main five that have been outlined. Um, do you guys know what your roles are 
Because the person who used to be the good cash checker. Mm-hmm. God love like the good cash checker. Yeah. Like the question teller. Basically, you can go through and it kind of tells you how you might um, receive love the best or mm-hmm. how you like to receive love. So it's been a long time since I have mm-hmm. done um, good cash myself, but um, and I hear that you know things change as your different stage of life kind of you kind of move on from one to the next. Right. Um, but from what I can remember, like my number one is absolutely um, quality time. <laughs> Mine's quality time, um, and then physical touch, and my third one, I believe, is um, words of affirmation. But maybe mm. I'm thinking the act of service and words of affirmation are tied. Mm. I'm not tied. 100% sure. Yeah. I'm laughing because my number one is also uh, quality time, <laughs> so I wanted to, like, judge Josh through the whole, yeah. it's a woman thing. You can't argue But both that women in the studio is, like... That's our quality number one. Time. That's yeah, yeah. true. Um, so quality time is definitely my number one. I actually don't know what my other ones are. Mm. Um, mm. I can't remember, but I know quality time is, is mine. And I know that a lot of people get confused between quality and quality. Oh. So I've been in relationships where they're like, but I can't spend every day with you. And I'm like, I don't I don't want you to, but I okay. do. <laughs> right? like I don't want to see you every day. I don't want to <laughs> see you every day. Yeah. Right? Like that. That's not what that means, but it's like I want us to actually like be present doing something together kind of like Josh was saying watching TV is not going to cut it for me mm. yeah what about yeah. you Josh um well that's the thing I haven't looked at this probably for a few years it used to be words of affirmation was probably my primary and then secondary was touch and quality time so mm. like you Janie but switch up yeah um yeah but I think now like over the last three years a lot has changed in me so I I don't think I'm so insecure about myself that I would need that many words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So I would be curious to see, I don't know if it would be the test that would change it or like being in a relationship and then, mm-hmm. um, you know, reflecting <coughs> on myself and seeing mm-hmm. if I really need that many words of affirmation anymore or something else. So I'd be curious. Well, that's <laughs> Go ahead, Jenny. <laughs> well, I just want to clarify, uh-huh. like, you know, like love languages, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. Answer. It's just the way that we receive love ourselves, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like a tool to say, like, you know, for Hannah and I, like the origin of our of our friendship is that we, you know, we became friends over the pandemic. I think, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. And then as we like got closer, and 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 would discuss like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that we could be friends, or I didn't know that you liked me, mm-hmm. or I thought you <laughs> didn't like me, or whatever. Right, yep. And um, and we both found out that our love language is quality time, right? And how and and with that came kind of similar insecurities that mm-hmm. kind of draw you away from quality <coughs> time. Yeah. So like, yeah, like for me, I was like, oh, I don't think he'll like me. I don't think we'll vibe. I don't think we'll click or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which then really takes me out of quality time, like mm-hmm. being able to go to her and ask for. Mm-hmm. like some quality time and yeah. then it turns out she's the exact same she was the exact mm-hmm. same yeah but it's true because i it it's your um there's this reel that i've seen on instagram a lot and it it says like what's your biggest insecurity and people will be like oh that i'm not enough what's your love language uh words of affirmation words and of it's affirmation. like this like ding ding of like needing words of affirmation isn't an insecurity but your biggest insecurity keeps yeah. you from actually getting your l- 
your love language met. Uh-huh. Like your like your destru- most destructive behavior. Yes, your most destructive behavior often lends yeah. you from getting love the way that you you need it the most because mm-hmm. you're most insecure about that, right? Like right. if I don't get quality time, I assume that person doesn't love me. That's right. not what they're saying, but that's how my brain translates it. Yeah. Yeah, like I was I was making notes earlier and uh you know, just going through some stuff. And uh, like one thing popped up is like how to discover your own love language is to see like what you complain about the most. Uh huh. <laughs> and yep. that's probably like tying it back into like if it's someone not spending enough time with you or like why yeah. don't you ever touch me in public or no PDA why like why do you they know? never give me gifts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yeah. I've never gotten a gift from them. Like mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Also, I heard somewhere too where it was like um um the way the way that you give uh, you give love to others. Mm-hmm is most likely what you I- is most likely what your like love language mm-hmm. is like some people like i'm not a gift person like yeah. i'm i'd rather like like i appreciate it and i love it and i love it during christmas and you know um birthdays or whatever yeah. but like on a random day here i thought of this about like and got this for you like i love that but like it's not my love language yeah it doesn't fill um, you up it doesn't fill me up like i don't like i think it's thoughtful but you know what i mean um i so so most likely if someone's doing that then usually their love language mm-hmm. is gifts and mm-hmm. so for me even like knowing about about just a little bit about this stuff i kind of get to see i use it as a tool to help me see what other people's love languages yeah, yeah. are mm-hmm. um yeah can you to help communicate with them yeah i try mm-hmm. to i try to because it can be really uncomfortable trying to love someone not out of your own love language because oh, it's not it's not yeah. your go-to right because then to you you're like this would mean nothing to me but, but it's obviously like it. means something <laughs> to that person. yeah yeah i guess you like it yeah well then and too like is your um the love languages that you give are they opposite of what you like to receive you know because there's a way the ways that you spread love are those similar to what you like receiving or is it the total opposite? Like for me, I said I love words of affirmation plus with quality time, but I found myself uh, when I was in my last relationship always doing acts of service, gifts, because I just love buying things or doing stuff, and then mm. touch. So the two of those are completely different. And maybe it's just because I like giving those, lo- or maybe because it just comes easier to me. Yeah. And then maybe I was struggling with, I don't know why quality time wasn't in there. And right. maybe that would, I mean, again, maybe that's changed. Mm-hmm. But I also noticed, yeah. I mean, sure, some people it's probably like the same for each, but for me it wasn't. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So did you did you know that like before, before yeah. the relationship, or are you? Just oh no, just we had to reflect back? on that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I would say like mine probably expects the same, but mine went to an unhealthy level. Like so, quality mm. time is my, it's my love language. So, um, in my last relationship, it was like I will like make as much time as possible for you like do you want me to come watch every single one of your sporting events i will come watch i'll drop everything i'll be there i'm gonna show up i'm gonna make time for you but then it wasn't reciprocated and so then i felt like oh i'm like giving all of this love and you are not reciprocating like you never make time for me probably indicating that quality time wasn't their (laughs) love Mm -hmm. language i think theirs was actually words of affirmation which isn't a big one for me right um so that was tough because i all let my love language take me to like an unhealthy place in my relationship mm-hmm. without even realizing mm-hmm. it yeah. thinking like no i'm just being really loving mm-hmm. right but not actually setting boundaries of like but also i have to do other things other than just always be available for this person yeah mm-hmm. 
because that's what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because it's hard, I think. <laughs> it feels like rejection sometimes when you're like, hey, yeah. do you want to yeah, do something? Yeah. And they're like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to do something. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. oh, you don't love me because you don't want to do something. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't have time right now. Or yeah. we just saw each other three days ago. I'll mm-hmm. see you again in, like, five. And I think that's why it's so important um, to communicate your love language to to your person mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or your friend, you know. Yeah. Um, I think for me, too, like, um, like I love quality time, but it's like coming back to what you were saying earlier, Hannah, like when you said that there's a difference between quant- quality time and quantity time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care for quantity. I don't have, unfortunately, yeah. like I, that's, I can't give that much. Like I can't give like 24 hours of like a whole day of something unless, unless it's a set time that we're going. That's just me personally um, in this stage of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I so appreciate it when, um, when friends make efforts to talk, if it's like once a week, mm-hmm. um, that's not scheduled. Okay, every whatever we're going to talk. Because we ha- we have to, um, mm-hmm. but it's like including each other in those moments and having if you can only give five minutes of your time because you really are busy, mm-hmm. I cherish that yeah. five minutes more. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said in your last relationship, like you guys kind of like communicated about your your love languages or yeah. connected on that. Was that um, what am I trying to say here? Um, in previous relationships before that, had you done that? Or was, like, did you see a big difference <laughs> between, like, knowing that in a relationship and mm-hmm. not knowing that in a relationship, Josh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the only reason we did it, I think it was, um, <coughs> I think it was Mike Todd's, like, relationship goals or some s- yeah. something about that. Good series. And you brought it up, just knowing your partner's love language. And so, yeah, like, uh, not to talk down on previous relationships, but, yeah, I wasn't even aware um, of those at all and would have never given a thought to it. And then so when you do communicate on it and then um, and then check up on it, too, it makes a big difference. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not even knowing, but then, you know, checking in e- literally two weeks, three months later and saying, how am I am I meeting what you need? Am I filling you up or what am I lacking on that I need to? Mm-hmm. And <coughs> hopefully you're in a place to, like, be able to take that constructive criticism because sometimes you just get caught up in a busy season and you haven't been given quality time. Yeah. Maybe you're confusing it with a quantity of time, or it's just you just aren't making time for them, or you just when you do hang out, you guys are just eating up a lot of you're time. Just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not really connecting. So no, it did make a big difference. And then, and then I can look back and say I noticed in the relationship when we weren't communicating on that level, and I could look back and see like it going downhill, and mm-hmm. that being probably a staple in it. And yeah. yeah, so it is really important, I think. And then communicating even if something's changing, like maybe, or, and, and then um, communicating, like if I love giving acts of service and gifts, but they want quality time and this one, mm-hmm. then working with me to like, okay, how do I change going about that? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't come easy to me. Like, and, and another thing that was brought up in the last time that it sound didn't work out was Jamie, you told me that, uh, or you asked me, if uh, I struggle with giving words of affirmation, but I love receiving words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So I used to struggle a lot with encouraging, but I would also want to be encouraged, which mm-hmm. is a weird paradox there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just working on what they need and 
what you need is I think it's really important but that's interesting you said that because it does tie back to what we talked about earlier of like your destructive yeah. behaviors um, that actually hindered you from receiving love the way that you want to <laughs> yeah and I think for me too like I struggled a lot with it and I still struggle with it a little bit and I'm more actively um, trying to be more aware of, of this and that because I do like quality time and that is that is how I receive love and there is some insecurity there that if someone doesn't want to um, spend time with me or spend quality time with me um, that that it is a bit of a rejection mm -hmm. and a spot um, and so for me I I'm like it's harder for me to maybe reach out to people or like reach out to um, to women that I that I want to connect with and stuff like that because then I feel like they're not gonna wanna um, like invest in in something like that or like if um, if they do invest maybe it's just like the, a one-off mm -hmm. thing um, but yeah definitely being more aware that there is some kind of tie um, mm -hmm. between those two things yeah I think like it takes a lot of awareness no matter what you're doing like mm -hmm. relationships itself you have to be really aware of yourself and your partner uh, a lot of the time and love languages are really helpful uh, in that and knowing them and being able to communicate that but I think it's also hard sometimes right you don't want to ever hurt someone and be like well you're not loving me right, right or you're mm -hmm. not loving me well but I just think about even when you said that in the last episode Josh it really made me think for a moment you had talked about how you and your your relationship your partner at the time would communicate like actually check in mm -hmm. and talk about this and I actually like sat back after and was like I don't I've been in a relationship where where someone has been like how can I love you yeah. like and not like that they didn't want to love me but they just didn't even occur to them to ask that question it's like we're just in a relationship like obvious yeah. like obviously mm -hmm. we love each other because we're in this relationship uh, I don't need to like dig further than that we're fine right and moving with well actually no that's like a really good thing to do that's a really good thought to have of like am I am I loving this person well or how they want to be loved because you can still love yeah. someone but without the, the love languages like it's not like your relationship yeah. is like make it or break it yeah. <laughs> if you know each other's love languages but it just kind of makes things easier and makes you feel like cared for mm -hmm. in a different way yeah i think it takes like a relationship from like a subpar relationship to like an actual great relationship mm -hmm. and uh and i think people are too um too afraid to like speak out like to someone that they love because they're afraid they're gonna hurt them and so mm -hmm. like if you actually change how you love me or like go mm -hmm. a little you more in, yeah. in the results mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so i don't there's like maybe this this ultimate fear of speaking out it's mm -hmm. just like well it absolutely is vulnerable yeah like because you're literally yeah. like here is how i feel loved mm -hmm. and i know that you love me like la let me try to help you so that you're not judging yeah how to love yeah. me and don't feel unappreciated mm -hmm. when you're showing me love the way that you know how but i'm not receiving it as mm -hmm. as well again though this is not to say like you're stuck in your love language. Like, yeah. I only receive love <laughs> through <laughs> gifts and nothing else. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if you don't give me gifts, then I don't, I am not loved. Like, that's mm -hmm. another issue. <laughs> yeah, so do you think people in relationships could have their love languages, like, um, what's the word, like, evolve, I guess? Like, maybe if they, um, they never s received acts of service.
purchased a gift before and you never really appreciate them. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, when this person does it, or maybe the way they do it, they're like, oh, maybe I do really mm -hmm. get filled up by that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that is, but well, maybe I just believe that I'm pretty good at this mm -hmm. right now. I, I think so. And uh, some of my friends and I, we talk about, like, because um, we're single now, but you know, when we get into a relationship, we're like, you know, not that all of our past relationships have been horrible, mm -hmm. but they've ended for whatever reason that they've ended. But we've thought about, like, man, like, if you get into a relationship and someone does X, Y, Z, so let's say, like, acts of service or, you know, meets our lo love language where we're at, like, if there's something that we've never experienced before, we're going to be like, oh, this is what a relationship is supposed to be like. This is how it's supposed to work and gel. And we're like, I think in every relationship you get a little piece of that because every mm -hmm. relationship is different, yeah. bad, or, bad or good, where you're like, oh, this is another piece of like how someone can love me or how I should be treated or mm -hmm. how I shouldn't be treated, mm -hmm. and I can take that forward into my, my next relationship. And so I think it's that like there's always going to be this like little shock value of like, oh, this is something new. Mm -hmm. Oh, this person loves me like this, mm -hmm. or this is a way that someone can love me. Okay, that's going to change how I view love. That's mm -hmm. going to change how I love them. Yeah. So I think that can definitely affect your love languages because you may not even have known you could ask for right. words of affirmation or acts of services because mm -hmm. you knew that other people you've been with, that's not something they're capable yeah. of providing to you. And I think, too, like we as human beings, we're complex. And we're always evolving and then put that into relationship with other human beings. And mm -hmm. I think it's just mm -hmm. a, a big whack-a-mess. Mm -hmm. and, and everyone's just learning and trying to trying to grow, hopefully trying to grow. Um, but even then, even if someone doesn't actually want to grow intentionally, something happens, their, whether that's just life circumstances or whatever, that forces people to, to, to grow and develop in different ways. Um, I know that's I know that for me I didn't like touch like physical touch before, um, and I think that's just because like, um, because like I wasn't very used to it, um, like when I w when I was younger maybe or whatever. But then when I got into a relationship with Josh, even last night we were watching, um, uh, like a show on Apple TV or something, and we had been together most of the day yesterday. But then I felt like, but we were all like on different. Um, couches um and just relaxing and i just felt like really restless and i was like okay well i'm kind of done watching tv now like can we like play like a video game together and then he was like yeah do you want to come sit next to me and i was like yeah i do and so then <laughs> so then i went and sat next to him and literally just like our shoulders just touched and i was like <sighs> yeah. and felt just like mm -hmm. a like a relief even though We've been together, you know, most of the evening, mm -hmm. but just like having mm -hmm. just that that touch, and I don't know if it's a security thing, I don't know. Um, that is, is definitely a mm -hmm. big change for me from when I was, mm -hmm. you know, just younger, you know. Um, but also like talking about love language, something that popped in my mind. It's interesting because, you know, we talk about how we receive love and how how important it is for. Uh, people close to us to for us to communicate to them how we receive love so that we can better um, better enrich that relationship mm -hmm. and for me it just brought me it just made me think about like even our relationship with God like I don't know about you guys but for me like God, the way that God speaks to me is so unique to how exactly I hear him um, 
that that I'm like, yeah, okay. Whereas where with someone else and they'll tell me, Oh God, speak to me this way, I'm like, Ooh, can't relate. Like I don't yeah. know what that is. <laughs> like for me yeah. he's literally like if I'm being dumb or if I'm being stupid or if I'm being like stubborn or something, he'll be like, Um, are you done? <laughs> like are you yeah. like are you good? Like are you finished now? Yeah. Like are you okay, let me know when you're done. I'll be right here. Yeah. Like let me know. And I'll be like, Yeah, okay, I'm done <laughs> you know? But then maybe someone else could be like nice warm hug and he's just so yeah yeah you know and that absolutely speaks to them and i'm just like oh i i don't know i i don't know what about you guys i mean definitely different scenarios for like a big one is the words of affirmation too there's a lot where it's just like i'm like what do you want to say today god or like what do you want me to do and sometimes he doesn't tell me to do anything he's just like love and i'm like oh i really needed that you know (laughs) thanks and then um and then some and then there are like the really hard days where you're just like on your knees sometimes and praying and then it is sometimes just like you know it's like either you're doing um you're just like visualizing god with you and sometimes it could be like you know just him and then he's just with you whether if it's like his arm around you or giving you a hug and then he doesn't have to even say anything but it's just like and then you're all warm and tingly and that's all it needs to get you through the day um yeah i think it's situational for me but also it does speak to like how I receive love, and yeah. he and he would know better than anyone how totally. I how the I want to love. The way that you would yeah. hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, and I think this is actually popping into my head too. I was thinking about the like past couple months for me, and I came out of a really hard season in January, March, and we were talking about love languages, and one that I don't think we would necessarily um, contribute to God all the time is is gifts, mm-hmm. because usually it's like this person gave me a gift, so Janie gave me the gift. God didn't give me the gift, Mm -hmm. but I came out of a really hard season, and he just, like, was, you know, dropping things into my lap, like, left, right, and center Mm -hmm. for a while, like, a new job, and a podcast, and some writing opportunities, and all of these things, and I sat back, and I was like, whoa, like, where, where is this coming from? Where is all this love coming from? Because definitely, like, two months ago, I was not feeling love towards (laughs) you for a very long time, and you were kind of just there, you know, I felt, like, not abandoned, but I felt like you were just being, like, you just gotta wait and I was like mm-hmm. I don't yeah. what am I waiting for and all of a sudden it's like and here's your gift yeah. but they couldn't come then they have to come now and just thinking about that where um, that is like one of his it's a love language from God which gift is mm-hmm. not one of my like strongest love languages but in that that season I was like oh that's exactly what I needed to feel like you still heard me totally. or like that you were still there mm-hmm. um, so I, I think it's it's true. He he's there with us, but like knows us the best, and yeah. knows and knows how to love us in the specific ways we needed in those seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I had a session with uh, Debbie Lashance last week. Oh. Shout out to Debbie. Love you, Debbie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Debbie. <laughs> yeah. And um, she anyway, she was just working through some things, and and after after the session, I ha- I felt like, you know, like she asked me like, what where do you think God is in this? what do you see him saying to you now and and it felt like um me coming out of a really tough season like Mm -hmm. season years long time (laughs) (laughs) yeah um uh and 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 almost like ready to go into something like another set of freedom Mm -hmm. in in a in, in somewhere in my life um and she said like well where do you think like God is in, in this, and I, I, I interpreted how God was speaking to me in that time, 
And for me, he was like, I've already started. I'm just waiting for you to get started. I'm just waiting for you to realize that I've already started. And and that's exactly how he said it to me. I was like, of course you have. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And that's exactly how, how you speak to me, you know, before where um, – and that's just how I hear him specifically. Mm-hmm. And it's so true that, that he, he speaks to us and he knows us um, best that I'm like, of course you've already started. Yeah. Like, you love me so much that you don't even wait for me before you move. He already, you know, he already does things on his side of things and yeah, movements. Going ahead of and you. Going ahead of me. But he doesn't want to dishonor me as to, like, force me to, to step into something I'm not yet ready, no, no, ready no, no, for. No. Right? And he was just like, and I literally, like, in, in my mind's eye and in my heart, I just, like, saw him, like, are you ready? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm ready. And I was, like, bawling yeah. while laughing at the same time. Like, yeah. I don't know what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's just, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
or mm-hmm. like you see the way they light up when you yeah. say something something nice about them yeah. right versus them being like this is this is exactly what i am mm-hmm. you just i've learned to kind of pick up on it with yeah. a lot of a lot of my friends and some i still don't know like I, there's some i could probably go to and be like now that I we've done this podcast be like what is your love language yeah, like yeah. i know we're friends and we're tight but like do we just accept the fact that we don't need each other's love languages but we can still be close yeah right. like i think i think adult friendships are hard mm-hmm. yeah you know like i think yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they are um cuz it's just it's just different and yeah. you know you're mm-hmm. not tied to you're not always tied to something that you do every single day. Mm-hmm. It's not like you see each other in the hallway at school. Right, and you, and you literally know their life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like now you're like being intentional. It's mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. want to spend time with you every yeah. weekend. So I think for <coughs> me, when I make new friends, now that I'm thinking about it, that com- like the love language conversation always somehow, I, al- I always mm. almost somehow like mm. weave it in there without even realizing. Because yeah. I think... I'm already like, I don't know how adult friendships work. I need all the help I can get. And I'm like, and I, like I said earlier, it's so easy for me to tell stories in my head about things that didn't happen or whatever. So for me, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to assume none of the things that I'm thinking is true. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but I need all the help that I can get. So like, I I think some sometime I'll, I'll ask them like you and I can have had this conversation. Yeah, Even we Josh, did. you and I have had a conversation of love language. Oh yeah. But I don't remember. It's not like an intentional like yeah. I'm going into yeah. this meeting with them to ask them about yeah. their love languages so I can love them better. I think it's for me. I'm like I need the help, mm-hmm. yeah. and I've I've seen how this one works. So I'm just I just kind of took it mm-hmm. <laughs> and and would run with it. But um, how crucial and how important would it be if we all had these conversations with those that mm-hmm. that we're around all the time yeah that's mm-hmm. true i mean it would probably help a lot more mm-hmm. especially with like i don't know sometimes you have like pressures on people as friends you're like i really want to be friends with that person because they're so I cool know, like yes. can we be yeah. friends oh yeah. my gosh i have that all the time yes. i'm like yeah. god you're so cool can we be friends yeah, yeah. friend so crushes are real like that's <laughs> that's a great way to like start it or like you know you're always just looking for like well what do i have in common with them like mm-hmm. and then sometimes that's not enough and you can have mm-hmm. nothing in common with people and end up having great relationships with them totally. yep. so yeah. i that's think true. like this is a challenge for most of the dudes that are listening to this just like yeah if you want to be intentional with a guy like just learn how to love on them and mm-hmm. you don't have to be like so direct about it but so you can weave it into the conversation it's it, it seems to come up a lot in like groups too where just someone brings it up and then it's just like around the circle everyone just opens up about it because yeah. it's just mm-hmm. kind of like you know like a little party game or something mm-hmm. learning about each other it can be a little bit more intense one-on-one but then you're being intentional with like mm-hmm. no i want to like just mm-hmm. be like a good mm-hmm. friendship with you a deep friendship so yeah, yeah i think it's crucial it's funny you said crucial conversations and then you brought up like the stories you make up in your head because i just read that chapter uh. in crucial conversations the oh. book okay. where it's like um this doesn't even have to do with love languages, but it's like when someone does something, um, right before your emotional reaction, you create a story in your head as to uh. why they did this action. Mm-hmm. And so like you said, like you assumed Hannah didn't want to be your friend. You already yeah. you made the story up and then there was an emotional reaction where you probably like hid. And so it's just Completely. really funny. You literally said all yeah. those words and you're like, I just read that. I just read that. Yeah. I wish I would have read that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it helps. I wish, um, but it helps. Yes, and I was wanting to circle back to like um 
expressing love languages that aren't like your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll get, give another example. So Allie, like I said, her her love languages is is words of affirmation. It's one of them, and I it's not one of mine. Um, and so like I honestly don't even understand why it's a big deal. Like before I like <laughs> really understood that it was one of her love languages, I'd be like, what's the big deal? I like spent <laughs> some time with you. Like we're obviously close. We talk on yeah. the phone. Like I don't get why you feel like I don't love you. There's n- like I don't get it. It just and um, or she'd be like, I didn't get this. I'm like, sorry. Like and like it was bad because <laughs> my my reaction to her was yeah. like that too, right? Because yeah. my brain is just like I don't like whatever. And I also had friends who like the wife's love language is gifts, mm-hmm. and he was like very minimalistic. Like his the way he likes to live his life very minimalistic. So he was like he saw it as like a materialistic thing like that she wanted gifts and that's how she felt loved and i was like well which i think is often maybe some uh insecurity that might come around people that Mm -hmm. gifts is their love language because it feels like you're asking them to like right shower you with stuff but that's not like the intent behind it 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 yeah yeah, it's the thought behind it um it's similar to guys when women tell you that they want flowers they're not saying buy me the seventy dollar bouquet. Mm-hmm. They're saying buy me the five dollar bouquet from like Safeway. I don't care that they die. I just want them. Fair. But, um, but I found that really hard, and I found it really hard not to like come across as really cold, even when Allie was telling me the love languages, because I didn't understand why I didn't like get why it mattered. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you guys? Um, do you guys struggle with that too? <laughs> Are you be- mm. better than I am? Oh yeah, <laughs> I did. And looking back, I'm like, I, I do feel bad for, for some of my friendships because I am I'm a strong personality. I recognize that. And so if I do say I have stuff, I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, what else do you want from me? <laughs> like, yeah. literally. And I have said that in the past. And I'm like, uh, I'm so sorry. I apologize mm. for past friendships. And uh, <laughs> um, where this has happened. So I can totally relate I think but I think too then I was much less aware Mm -hmm. of even myself of what I could give and Mm -hmm. what I had the capacity to Um, I would say it wasn't until maybe the last three years three four years where I really started my personal journey of like getting healthy um and I think it's because I didn't have the space where I c- could feel safe um, until the last, like, three to four years. Um, and so and so that was where my things, like, stem from, like, not being able to understand um, what people wanted and, and, and not making it about me, mm-hmm. um, which I think is ridiculous to begin with and totally relatable to some people. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think, like, past relationships though like the very first one it was just never brought up so I never had to deal with it right and then in the most recent one I think there was um, a mix of like her being too insecure to like reach out and say if I'm not meeting it she just didn't feel like she mm. felt like she's annoying or un- or um, maybe I don't think it was security but maybe yeah, a, a point of security or just too vulnerable or like that she felt like she was pestering me like for uh, her it was quality time and then if I was working shift work and it involved with other things I would always pull like well I mean I'm really tired today like you know can we look to do this tomorrow instead like I would always try to like make up for it but then when that time would come 
somehow I would I would think I would fail in making it quality time instead of me making I'm I'm here I was invested enough mm-hmm. and I wasn't giving it enough full attention or I wasn't um yeah it was like not my undivided attention or like maybe I it was just what we were doing was just pretty bland and boring and I wasn't putting all of myself in there so yeah like lack of awareness is a big thing and I think that's what's transformed a lot in the last three years for me too is being like I was I look back all the time and I'm like I cringe at like how I acted sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like why was I so selfish all yeah. the time like mm-hmm. I understand I was tired but like like that's the point of relationships you got to sacrifice sometimes and even if like I understand like saying no I'm tired tomorrow but then when tomorrow comes like make the most of it like I, yeah. I already promised that this you know this is how I'm gonna make up for it and then if I fail on that I'm like man like that was so like empty of me so being aware of it is important, but yeah, I definitely uh, I've fallen short of that, and it's more because I not because I didn't want to, it's just because I wasn't even aware of myself, and I thought I was doing a good job, yeah. but I really fell short all the time. So yeah. Yeah. And like, well, there's so much that goes into a relationship. Like, love mm-hmm. languages is just a tiny part of it. It's more of like a starting a starting point. Um, it's not like like you said before. It's not going to make or break your relationship. It definitely yeah. can make it better. Um, but I'm sure there's many different ways we can approach it to make it better. But for any of you who haven't figured out your love languages, maybe <laughs> maybe this podcast will will um, give you the drive to maybe find. I think it's the test is like online. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty easy. There's even a book on it. I think yeah, five love languages by Gary Chapman. Thank you. I was like, I don't remember who it's by, but yeah. um, um, that you can take and just like learn more about what that mean like what that means for you and like. Mm-hmm how to um, to give love to other people because sometimes it's just in the practical principles yep. yeah. and then you can just draw on that and then it just like grows the more you do it mm-hmm. the easier it's going to become or the more natural it's going to become if the person you're with within mm-hmm. um, has the same love language as you I mean I think it'd be really great if you guys had the same love language yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it might make it easier sometimes but you know yeah, there's no shame in tracking it like either but yeah. mm-hmm. I think it also shows you, um, like maybe if let's say one or two of the love languages is quite quite low, um, for you it can also kind of provide as a feedback as to like, oh, what, why can't, why mm-hmm. is it hard for me to receive love through gifts? Mm-hmm. Why is it hard for me to receive love through words? You yeah, know, it's like a trauma too. It completely, <laughs> yep, yeah, that's another topic. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave that. Oh, uh, we'll leave that separate. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to uh, go back to what you were saying. Um, Josh, do you think in our current climate, whether in the church or out of out of church, um, regarding men specifically, um, do you do you think there's a shift in how uh, we perceive, like men perceive, um, masculinity or? softer side of things mm. do you think people do you think that there is a there's more of a hunger for guys to want to talk about love languages i think yes and no i think there's there is probably a huge side that's like that realizes that you know maybe the way guys are doing it back then where they would like be stone cold face and not show any emotions no tears i think that a lot of people are are you know veering away from that um but then I think some people still do struggle a lot with being open and vulnerable. Like, they're either terrified of it or they just refuse to somehow do it. So I don't know if I would say, like, 
I don't want to say in the world it's less and in the church it's more because I can't speak for everyone. Um, I think now that I have a friend circle that is more encouraging and loving that I see that way more in guys compared to my old group of friends who they're more focused on themselves and what they can get out of the world and they that stuff is not even a thought to them mm. and they're not really aware of that because they're just so focused on everyday stuff that yeah. emotions or like if they're in relationships and if the girl is somewhat happy then that's good enough right mm-hmm. they're just going to keep going so I think there is a shift in some but I don't want to say a hundred percent because there is a lot of toxic masculinity still Absolutely. out there so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like and and it's somewhat being promoted in like with all like social yeah. media and stuff like that and then and not to put any blame on girls but then you have that side of the girls where it's like you know they almost encourage it sometimes mm-hmm. which is like really scary too mm-hmm. because either of the trauma they've been through or hur- past hurts they've been through and then that's all they know so that's how they actually think they receive love which is not true mm-hmm. um, I could go I could get really deep on this <laughs> so I'm gonna stop I just think yeah it's <laughs> like it's it's mm-hmm. yes and no I was going to say, yeah, that hits on a, on a, on a book I'm reading, and, and this the woman does this, tells us a thought on one, so she does three layers, mm. um, and she was thinking about how, like, she, she was really attracted to these more toxic relationships, mm-hmm. um, versus, like, she, she dated some really nice, stable guys, and she kept breaking up with them, because it felt like something was missing, or, like, yeah. what was going on, and then she, like, was able to break it down into, like, um, she'd had past trauma of, like, someone dying and, and that kind of thing so it was like the safe love will actually abandon me mm-hmm. right like if right, i if i yeah. choose someone who's safe and who actually can treat me well and wants to love me well um they're gonna die they're gonna abandon yeah. me it's gonna be so whereas i'm attracted to the chaos on the toxic love because it makes me feel alive mm-hmm. and it makes me feel full of passion even though it leaves me not fe- feeling fulfilled fully in my heart yeah because yeah. i'm not getting what i want out of it and so I'm like, oh, that's that's harsh, right? Yeah. Because like I think that happens a lot where we we feel like love needs to be this big, passion, sometimes dramatic or chaotic yeah. thing, and then when you get this maybe more stable or someone who's who's really looking to love you well or whatever, we don't always recognize it because mm-hmm. we haven't had that experience before. I mean, yeah, that's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but I've seen it. I've seen it happen a lot, and I think sometimes that's where we get into the like the nice guy or the friend right. zone and, and that kind of thing because mm-hmm. we haven't had that mm. experience before so it doesn't feel like we know how to feel yeah um so that's not really on love languages that's yeah. more just on being loved in just general being loved in general yeah. and um, being aware being more self-aware of yeah of and those kinds of things. i don't know if you guys remember but when we first started our life group josh hannah and i well it's the same life group <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer um when we first started life group last year we read this book I don't remember what it's called. The Sacred Romance. And they talked about this 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 toxic love mm. but ma- that makes you feel alive. And the arrows. And the arrows and oh. it and um the book named it as the haunting. Mm-hmm. That it was it's different because it's the yeah, just being caught up in the, the chaos and the craziness that makes you feel alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and on a personal level, it was interesting because when I first met Josh, you guys, those have been looking, um, uh, with us for, for a while now, mm-hmm. um, 
And by Josh, you mean a different oh, Josh than the one in the studio. Josh, um, my husband, Josh Lajandra. <laughs> That's <laughs> awkward. Just to clarify that. Yeah. Um, uh, he was he he was my first relationship, and but when we first got together, I didn't. And I thought, you know, I thought I was in a pretty, pretty healthy place in life. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> not as not <laughs> not as well as I thought. Yeah. Um. Because when we first got into the relationship, like, I didn't know that I had, um, like, a, um, like, a picture of what men, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. is to be like. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't, I, I didn't know it until he, he cried, or mm. Josh, my, uh, my husband cried, uh, one day. So cute, though. And, yeah, and he was, and he was sobbing. And I, kid you not, I did not know what to do. I was, like, I was laughing. Because I was like, I was I was laughing and confused and scared like all at the same time because I didn't know how to re- how to respond to this mm-hmm. and um and I'm ashamed to say it but it is what my experience was but when like after after that time or whatever I literally thought to myself I'm like what is he doing like men do not do this like yeah. what are you don't be such a sissy. Like I literally thought that. Yeah, yeah. We've oh. talked about this. Yeah, we've yeah. already hashed it out. Yeah. Um, we've you know I literally thought it, and I was like, oh my god, Jake, what is happening? And I felt the Lord really challenge me, and He's like, what do you mean? And I was like, what do I mean? <laughs> and it just forced me to look like um inwardly to be like, what am I like? What are my prejudices? Um, and I realized that m- at the time, my um, criteria of what men is to be like is is tough, is to never cry, is to don't show emotions, is to mm-hmm. not talk about emotions, is to yeah. always have things um, uh, settled and mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, like figured out. figured yeah. out and never, like, have any weakness mm-hmm. is what I 100% thought subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And as... I, as we worked through our relationship and found out that this is actually what I was thinking, um, thank goodness he's like, I am not, I am not any <laughs> of <Yeah>. those. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you are much more of a man than, than mm-hmm. I ever thought a man yeah. could be. Yeah. So it's a thing mm-hmm. for my own thing. Yeah, I, I get that. And I think, like, just as Josh said, like, probably crying is probably, like, more female um, actually for this, which not only female, but it probably lands more with them often. Um, people would probably look at physical touch and be like, oh, that's obviously, like, for the men, I think. Because we do have these, these, you know, boxes that we say, like, hey, this is, this is how, where the man fits in, this Mm -hmm. is where the woman fits in, um, this is probably how they want to be loved, and this is how this person wants to be, be loved, and that's just, that's how it is. Mm -hmm. And that's how we know how to separate. It's like we have to have something in our brains that makes logical sense on these things to be able to, like, experience Mm -hmm. it. Which is not true because right. you know mm-hmm. we all like your was yours affirmation touch and quality time touch and quality mm-hmm. time and mine is touch and quality time yeah. right so right. it every everyone is so different but it's so crazy how easy we have it like our brains make it so that they get put in boxes but that's just not true mm-hmm. um, so we uh, you know we just want to encourage you guys for those of you who are listening to us thank you. I um, just want to encourage you to, again, um, see what your love languages are mm-hmm. and, and 
you know, um, we're always open to, you can change your mind, you can change your, um, your, your perspective on things, and um, you can, you can grow, um, we, we, we don't, we don't want to be, we don't want to shame people who change their mind from, from one to another because they know better now. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord knows we are one of those people who <laughs> have changed their minds along yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, but as long as you're, you're bettering yourself and bettering what's in your relationships and those around you, mm-hmm. um, and really being able to, you know, the more that you recognize yourself, the more that you recognize your triggers and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what gets you going and yeah. things like that, um, the better that you can be aware of yourself and in turn love people better yeah and just being able to a part of it is um have that vulnerability mm-hmm. um yeah. because it's it's really scary um but it also is what really deepens relationships mm-hmm. and that that'll really solidify and, and bridge most deeper relationships if that's what you're looking for um whether it's love languages or something else mm-hmm. um that it's just a good resource um start somewhere yeah. and, and see definitely push for more conversations around surrounding mm-hmm. you know making men feel comfortable uh to to speak about their emotions to show emotions to talk about their love languages so mm-hmm. if you want to talk to us about it yeah. let us know shoot us a dm on our socials yeah um yeah yeah that's it come and come and tell me your love language and see what the church yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll post a picture of Josh on our Instagram later this week, Ooh. so you know what he looks like, and then you can just like track <laughs> him down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just find yeah. him, and he would love to talk to you. Um, so thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys, or talk to you guys next month. All right, see you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening with us today. A huge thank you goes to Harvest City Church for letting us record in their studio. We release new episodes every month, so make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Authentic Love Podcast, where you can be a part of our next conversation. See you next time.